Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we want to continue with our study of the epistle or the letter to uh, the church at Ephesus by Paul. And last week, we ended up uh, in the first two words of verse 4. And today, we want to pick it up from there and go from there. Now, today's topic is remember. Remember. And that automatically probably will tell you, uh, something will come across across your mind and say, remember what? What am I going to remember? And I don't want to remember because there are things that we really don't want to remember. And so you say, well, why would we want to remember something? That's not a good, good message title, remember. Well, let's go to the scripture and see what it says. Because after all, the apostle Paul, he said that he leaves behind those things of the past. Right? Okay, let's, let's go to that in Philippians chapter 3 and see what he says about that. We're going to start in verse 4. It says, although I myself might have confidence in the flesh, uh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I for more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as for the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, a, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Then he says, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, But I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting, and the title of the message today is remember, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, he says he forgets the things that that lies behind. Now, what is he saying? He's forgetting now. He's forgetting all the accolades, all the things that he could uh, brag about because we had people who who, who at that time uh, had confidence in their heritage uh, in their Jewish background, 
And he says, I more so than they. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was a uh, persecutor of the church. I, I, I was blameless. He's saying that. But what could we say about our heritage? Can we say, well, you know, um, I got a, a theological degree from Harvard University. Uh, you know, I have a, a two doctor's degrees. I have this. That doesn't matter. Paul's saying that he leaves that stuff behind. That's what he leaves behind for the sake of knowing Christ. Because in this world system, that is a value. Your education and all those type of things, where you finish school at, all those things are, are important to the world. But Paul said, they're not important to me. I count them as rubbish for the sake of knowing Christ. So those things he wanted to leave behind. Also, he wants to leave behind anything that he has gained thus far. Because, of course, he was, he, he was saved. Um, uh, Jesus, he had an encounter with Jesus. And uh, on the road to Damascus, we know that. And so uh, he had this experience of Christ, and he had to suffer for Christ, Paul told Ananias. So therefore, we know that uh, God has brought him through some things. God has brought us through some things, has he not? And I, I like to say sometimes, uh, I'm not what I want to be, but I thank God I'm not what I used to be. Okay, well, well, we'll see. What Paul's saying is the same thing. He's saying, I want to forget what lies behind. I want to press forward. So Paul, writing now, most of the uh, New Testament, he's saying that I'm forgetting those things that lie behind. I don't care whether, um, yes, he knows Christ to a certain degree. He has to. He's an apostle, right? He knows Christ. Christ is using him to write. God is using him to write, uh, you know, uh, 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 and making this the canon of Scripture. So we know he, he knows some things, but he's saying that I'm forgetting those things also. And see, sometimes we don't forget those things. Sometimes we, uh, and, and that's the way I was anyway. I can tell you how I was cause, because that's how uh, after I came into Christianity, you know, it, it's one of those things that you think you are somebody when you know more, or you think you know more than other people about the Word of God. And so, uh, or you think you praise longer than somebody else. You know, I, you know, I used to, for shame on me though, but I used to, you know, say, you know, man, these people can't lift their arms for an hour. You know, uh, I, can lift my, I can lift my hands for an hour because I practice at home, uh, worshiping at home. Now, what is that? What kind of spirituality is that? I have a, I have a, a hour devotional, and, and you can't have five-minute devotional. All this crazy stuff. And, and see, God's, God is saying through his word, that's what you forget. What lies behind? Are you pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ? I don't care whether you have a minute devotion, five-minute devotion. Are you forgetting that and pressing on? Because that, that's behind you. God wants us to move forward in, in our walk. Sanctification is a process. That's what it is. Moving from one degree of sanctification to another degree so we can't 
rest on what we did last year. We can't rest on what we did yesterday. We can't rest on uh, some accomplishments that we have accomplished. Uh, so what if you read the Bible ten times? Once you read it twenty times, you know, who are you teaching? You know, the scripture. And, and, and in any church, you can go in there and ask. I don't care who it is. I don't care from the pastoral staff on the way down. You can ask them, say, how many of you are discipling somebody? I don't care if the church is 1,000, 6,000, 36,000, as the one in Alabama that we uh, kind of relate to. I don't care on uh, Michael Fletcher's church. It's about 7,000 now, 8,000. I don't care how many of you ask them, how many of you are discipling somebody? And I guarantee you, they gonna, you're going to have very few hands go up. Very few. I don't care what church it is. It could be a church of, of ten. It doesn't matter. Very few people disciple somebody. Very few. But that's clearly the word of God, isn't it? From, from, from Matthew 28, it says, uh, you know, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, teaching them what I've taught you. And if we're not doing that, obviously we're not obeying the scripture. Is that correct? So what do we have to rest on? What do we have to say, I'm this, I'm that, you know? I don't care how many times you read the Bible. There's always something that we need to do more of to be more like Christ because he is perfect and we are not. So it's nothing to look down on anybody about. It's nothing to brag about. We all are trying to accomplish the same goal. We just start at different places. And we might go at different uh, degrees of, of, fa- uh, you know, uh, of, of fastness, but that's, that's God too, isn't it? Yeah, it's God too. So, so he's saying forget all this stuff and press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Jesus Christ. Now, that's what he said. Forget those things. So, the things I tell people they need to forget is forget what Satan tries to bring up in you, in your mind, about what you did when you were a teenager. What you did when you were in college. What you did when you were a teacher at Glass. What you said to this person. What you did over here. Because Satan wants to do that. He wants to bring up that past. And some of us have some bad passes. I'm one of them. You know, I have a bad past. Any past is without Jesus Christ is bad. Really, any past. But then to the world system, some, some passes are bad passes even to the world system. Right? You had one in the church, didn't you? You had one in the church, in the, in the Corinthian church, his past was that he, he was having a relationship with his uh, father's wife. It wasn't his mother, but his, his, his father is his father's wife. It didn't he? Yeah, that was in the church. That was in the church. It was in the Old Testament too because Reuben did the same thing, didn't he? You see, so, so people have some horrendous, horrendous passes, but I know that there's still going to be, there's grace with God, isn't it? There's grace of God. So therefore, we can forget that stuff. We can forget that stuff. But now, that's the introduction to 
the message of remember. What do we want to remember? Why do we want to remember? And let's start off with the why. I want you to remember, God wants you to remember, the Apostle Paul wants you to remember. Let's turn to Ephesians uh, chapter 2. That's where we are, chapter 2. He wants you to remember some things. Now, I want to, I want to remember because I want, to, I want to be grateful. I want to be grateful. You can't be grateful if you don't remember. You can't have gratitude. Hold your place there and go to Second Timothy. Uh, well, you don't have to hold your place on the line on, if you're watching the screen. They'll put it up on the screen, but if you have your Bible, like I do, you go to Timothy, Second Timothy, and we're in chapter 3, uh, verse 1. Now, in Second Timothy 3, 1, it says, But I realize this, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Do you believe that? Okay. Are we in the last days? Yes, we are. They were in the last days, because it says so in the Bible. They were in the last days. And it says difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant. And, and, listen, let's, let's, go, let's go down to to uh, a couple of here. We know they're disobedient to parents. They always have been, a lot of them. It says ungrateful. You see the word ungrateful. Ungrateful. Yours might not say ungrateful. Yours might say unthankful. Yours might say like in, in appreciation, but it means the same thing. Ungrateful. Do you realize that God doesn't want us ungrateful? He wants us to have gratitude. That's what he wants. Gratitude. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful for the people that he put in your life. They might not be in your life all the time, but be thankful that God put some people into your life sometime just to bless you. Now, I was, I was telling somebody about it, uh, you know, that, that I, it's a lot of people that's been through uh, Cornerstone in the last 30 years that I've been here in the Faith Christian Fellowship before that. And you want people to be in your life all the time. But God puts people in your life sometimes for a short period of time, but that'll be a blessing to you. Now, we know that the enemy puts people in your life to be a curse to you. We know that too. Okay? So we, we're not going to receive those uh, people. We know that. But the people who are blessing... And, and people have been here that has been a, a real, truly blessing. And I want to be thankful for that. And matter of fact, he says in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 18, he says, be thankful in all things. All things. And that, that should be on, on the screen there. In all things, in Christ Jesus. Now, what does it mean be thankful in all things? He doesn't say be thankful for all things, but be thankful in all things. Because in everything, you can find something to be thankful for, can't you? Yeah, you can be find, find something, something to be thankful for in everything. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you had, had a heart attack, had a stroke. I don't care whether you know, you, you know, you, you've been diagnosed with whatever. 
we can be thankful. If you're here today in the sound of my voice, you can be thankful. Because, number one, you're here. You're not pushing up daisies yet, right? You're here. Number, number two is that, that you got here some kind of way, and, and very few of you had to walk because you, didn't, you live further away from the church than that. Some people can walk because they live close to the church, but most people don't. So they, they, they have to get here some kind of way. And most of you didn't catch the bus here. So you have an automobile. If you had an automobile, you had to put gas in it. You had to put gas in it, you had to pay for it. We got something to be thankful for, don't we? And if you have a motorcycle, it's something you still got to put gas in it, right? Got to put gas in the thing. So we can be thankful in things, can't we? We can be thankful. He said, in everything, be thankful. So that's what I want to remember. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now let's go to uh, the, the scripture in Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start, then we left off on in verse 4, but we're going to start in verse 11. We'll start there. And he said, therefore, and therefore is there because of what he said above, which we'll go over a little bit later. Therefore, remember, this is the word of God. Now, he said, therefore, remember. So God is telling us through the Holy Spirit, through Paul, the Apostle Paul, that he wants us to remember. Is that correct? The scriptures God breathed. So he's saying, remember. Remember. In verse 12, he says, remember. Now that word in my Bible is italicized, which means that it's not in original Greek, but he put it there because uh, to make the sentence uh, uh, make sense. And even though it's not, they didn't have sentences or whatever there, they didn't have punctuation, they just had where it'll make it sound better like it is. Otherwise, you'll start off with that you were. So it's still talking about remember. 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 So I want to remember because I want to be grateful. I want to also remember because I want to show gratitude. So you have, you have two things. Why do I want to remember? I want to remember because I want to be grateful. I want to remember because I want to show gratitude. And I want to remember because God says so. There's three reasons why we, now you know there's plenty of others, but, but that is, those are three things that God wants. Does he want us to be grateful? Yes. Does he want us to show gratitude? Yes. Did he say so? Yes. We just read it. It's on the screen. Yes. So those are three good reasons why we should remember. Now, why did he say that? Why be, why do I want to be grateful? There are plenty of people not grateful. They're not grateful. Do you know there are people in this world who they have not been shown the love they should have been shown, and they've been shown only evil stuff, been treated really mean, and so, therefore, they treat other people mean. Yeah. I, I went to Walmart just Friday. Just Friday. Now, I went to Sam's Club, you know, to get some water and stuff. And then I went to, uh, to, um, to Walmart to get some stuff from Minerva. And, and I was 
by the, by the door, the one on the Wars Road, to the right of the baskets. And there were people in front of me, and I couldn't get there, so I was standing in the doorway, and I have a habit of, you know, just, just putting my hand you know, on my head, just resting, you know. Some people put it on, the, on the, in the pocket, and sometimes I just, I just like this. It was a young man who came through, and, and I didn't know who it was, but he just knocked my hand down. And he, he kept walking, I looked, and I saw who it was, so I just looked away. Uh, but in peripheral, I saw him look back at me. And I think he was hoping I would be looking at him. You know, because sometimes when, 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 you, when you look back, you'll catch people, you know, with a, with a face or something, with a, with, a, with a sign language finger up or something, you know, or something, you know. And he was hoping that that, that way, I got, the way that fellow was dressed, the way he looked, I know that he was going through some hard times. I know that he was shown that nobody cared about him. So why should he care about somebody? Now here's a here's a man. Now I won't know young chickadee standing there. Here here I am, you know, in my thirties. And <laughs> well, I'm in church, so I won't tell that. I won't say that. So <laughs> I won't say that. You know. Uh, and and, and it, you, you said well. Now he knows that, that I'm a I'm a senior citizen. Why is he gonna do that to me? You know why is he gonna do that? But see. Some people don't believe in showing gratitude that he's able to walk. He's able to walk. So he should be grateful. Yeah. He's able to talk. He should be grateful. And so, you know, uh, I just went on about my business, you know, uh, and prayed for me and just prayed. You need to pray for people as you see people because, because they're going through some things. They're going through some things. So, I said, well, God, I want to show gratitude. Not only do I want to be grateful, but I want to show my gratitude to people. Not just to God. I want to show them to people. You know, every one of you have somebody in your life that has blessed you. Every one of us. Right? Every last one of us. So sometimes, and that's what you have to teach your children, parents, uh, is to be grateful. Come on. Be grateful. Stop complaining about everything, right? Be grateful. You have to teach them that. And we have to we have to remind ourselves that too. So what do you want us to remember, God? What do you want us to remember? Okay, let's look at the scripture here and see what he wants us to remember. So we know he wants us to remember something. Let's go back to uh Verse 1. Now, this is what we went over last week, so I'm not going to dwell on it. You know he wants us to remember that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. He wants us to remember that we formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit is now working in the sons of disobedience. Because we were like that. He, you know he wants us to remember that we too all formerly live in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. He wants us to remember that. He wants us to remember verse 4, that he, he, being God, it says it, but God, so he, God, being rich in mercy. 
because of His great love, which He has loved us, he want, we, want, we should remember that. We should remember that. God wants us to remember that. He wouldn't have put it there. That He was rich in mercy, because of his great love for us, which he loved us. Verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, that's our sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace we've been saved. So, he wants us to remember that. What does he want us to remember? That at one time, at one time, we were unsaved. At one time, we were lost just like everybody else. At one time, we didn't love God. And it says that, but God, being rich in mercy, because he loved us so much, God wants us to remember how much he loves us. That's what he wants us to remember. It's going to carry us a long ways if we can remember how much he loved us. Now, that helps us to love somebody else, doesn't it? That helps us to love somebody, even if they push your hand and push you out of the way. Don't say, excuse me, don't say nothing, and hope you say something wrong. Then you come back and jump on top of you. You know, they hope, they hope that so he can, he can take his anger out that somebody took out on him. He can take it out on somebody else. He hopes that, but he says that even when we were yet dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. Because we all, we might not have pushed our senior citizen out of the way, but at least we, we, we did something. Can anybody say, I've never done anything wrong. I was perfect since I was born. Can anybody say that? Okay. Just want to make sure we're in the right place. Okay, so, so he says, I want you to remember that. Then he says in verse 6, I want you to remember, because I raised you up with Christ now, and seated us, being in the church, he seated us, with him, with Christ, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. God did that when we were yet dead in our trespasses. God had mercy on us. God did that. He says that, why did I do that? I did that so that in the ages to come, this verse 7, that he might, meaning the Father, God, might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God did that to show the riches. You know when somebody's rich, he says, they are rich. They are rich. You know? They have they have bukus of money that people say. Right? By anything they want. They got plenty of money. He says he's rich in grace. Because all grace belongs to Christ. He has, he, he's rich in grace. He says he wanted to show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So that in the age to come, in the ages to come, all the angels, everybody said, look at the church of the living God. 
Look at what God did to bring them out of what he brought them out of, seated them in Christ Jesus. Oh, the riches of his grace. Oh, the knowledge and the wisdom of God. My goodness gracious, isn't God so good? Don't you know that praises are going to be going up in heaven all the time? If you get to heaven, you better be uh, used to praising because you're going to be praising all the time. Because you're going to be with God. And there's going to be always something that you're going to see in God that you've never seen before because he is, you can't get to know him. You cannot know everything about God. We'll have eternity and still won't know everything about God. So we're going to be praising all the time. He says that he wants to, in the ages to come, he wants to show the surpassing riches of his grace. His grace. Grace is unmerited favor, right? We didn't deserve it. He says, I must show the surpassing riches of my grace because I have taken a group of people, Jews and Gentiles, and I made them one, and I have showcased them. I put them on showcase in a, in a trophy case and say, this is the church of the living God. This is the bride of my son, Christ. Without, without spot, without blemish, because I have caused them to be so. It's not because of us. It's not because of us. We can't change ourselves. But we can allow the Holy Spirit to change us. We can, you know, get on the operating table and say, change me, God. And he will change you. Number eight, verse eight. We should remember that by grace we have been saved through faith and not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. We should remember, verse 9, that it's not a result of works. Please know that. It's not a result of all the great things you have done so that you may boast. Nobody's going to be able to boast. Anything we've done is good is because of God, because there's nothing good but God. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. He said, wait a minute, it's not a result of works. But she says, we've been created for works. Yes, he did this before the foundation of the world. He prepared beforehand good works that the church is supposed to be doing. That's why we had a yard sale, right? That's why we uh, have baked things and, 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 uh, because we had a yard sale, sale not to help ourselves. We said it's going to do what? Help somebody else. Who's the yard sale sales supposed to hurt? Help those people that you saw uh, weeks ago that lost their home, have nothing. And we said we're going to bake some goods, not to just for all of us to uh, get bigger, you know. <laughs> we go, we're baking the goods, you know, so you can at least once a week, you know, you can, you can taste something that's homemade and, uh, and this is really good. And we can give a donation. It's going to help Puerto Rico. Do you know that they said they lost everything? I haven't been over there, but they lost everything. When that, when that thing hit there, they lost all everything. You're from Puerto Rico, aren't you? You're from Puerto Rico. Uh, they, 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 they lost a lot, didn't they? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, she's from Puerto Rico. And she said, hey, they, they lost everything. Water's still up at the top of their, 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 their homes. Are we going to help? Are we going to sit here? Our house didn't have no floods. We didn't have no hurricane. We get a little, little cool weather morning. We say, ooh, it's cold outside, you know. And they don't even have a home, right? They don't have a home. And, and so they, so is it okay for us to, to, to have a little bake sale or something and, 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 and us to have a little something to eat so we can give? And please don't give a dime, you know, give 50 cents, you know, and you get five pieces of cake, you know. Uh, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's on donations, isn't it? Donation only. Donation only. Yeah. Uh, uh, give something worthy of, of, of them in Puerto Rico saying, I, man, I don't know who to thank, but I'm so thankful that somebody reached out and helped us, helped us to rebuild our, our, our nation, our island. Do you realize that, that when we do acts of service, this is a good work. It, it calls thanksgiving to God because, you, because that's why we're giving through Man of Church because they are giving every dime to uh, the churches in that area in, in, uh, in, in Houston, Texas. that's giving out things in that area, and they're, they're also giving them the gospel. You see, that's what you want to go forth to, right? You want the gospel to go forth. Let them know that it's not it's only because of God, the goodness of God. People are helping all over the nation because of the goodness of God. And, and people say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, they don't have any clean water to drink. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we want going up to God. Then it says in verse 11, we're going to remember that, that formerly we were Gentiles of the flesh who, who were called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, so the Jews were the people of God. God chose them. But then he hardened them to bring us in because he's already told Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. Many nations. Because he knew that everybody he was going to bring in. He's bringing in everybody. Jews, Gentiles, Hittites, Canaanites. He don't care, he don't care who you are. He's going to bring you in. He don't care what your nationality is. He's bringing in black, white, you know, American, Native Indians. He, he don't care who you are, Puerto Ricans. He don't care, Australians. He's bringing everybody in. We're all going to be worshiping together in heaven. He's bringing everybody in. So he said, I want you to remember that, that I didn't have to, to, to do that to, to you Gentiles. Then he says, remember in verse 12 that you were at the time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope. So what hope did the Gentiles have? In the Old Testament, what hope did the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, what hope did they have? None, because they served uh, these small G's God of fertility and all this rain God. They had little statues they put up, you know, calves they put up, you know, golden calves and all this stuff, trying to hope somebody help them. And that, 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 that idol didn't have no tongue, no mouth. They couldn't speak. And so they had no hope. And see, that's what, that's what he said. Gentiles, we had no hope. No hope. Without God in the world. 
Then it says in verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Oh, thank you for the blood of Christ, isn't it? Thank you for the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. And he made both groups, Jews and Gentiles, into one and broke down the barriers, the dividing walls, by abolishing in the flesh the enmity, which is the law of the commandments contained in the ordinances, for so for that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. So, we, you know, we're supposed to make the Jews jealous. Not because we're supposed to have more money than they have. It's because uh, we're supposed to, uh, that since they, are, they have uh, rejected God, we're supposed to be blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. We're supposed to make them jealous because we're so blessed of God. We're in the covenant of God. And we're saying, Jehovah is our God. I pray to him. He blesses me. He looks after me. And that's who I look up to the hills to. My God, who's my help. We're supposed to, we're supposed to you know, cause them to be jealous about that. And it says that in verse 16, And might reconcile them both into one body to God through the cross by it having put to death enmity. Verse 17, And he came and preached peace to you who were far away to us, and peace to those who were near us, the Jews. For though through him we both have our access into one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitly joined together and growing into the holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. He said, I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that. Now, I believe that he wants us to remember, again, because I believe he wants us to be thankful. Be thankful. I think he wants us to remember because he wants us to show gratitude. I think he wants us to be uh, thankful because it translates into being obedient. If you're not thankful to what God has done, you don't know from where you came from, you're not going to be thankful and you're not, not going to obey. The first thing we tell uh, our children a lot of times, they want to be uh, disobedient, we say, Girl, don't you know I changed your diapers? You couldn't even do nothing. You couldn't go to the bathroom. I had to, I had to put a diaper on you so you didn't have to go to the bathroom. Then I had to change that stuff, you know? Right? You couldn't even tie your shoes when you, when you started getting bigger. I had to tie your shoes for you. And you're going to be ungrateful to me? You need to obey whatever I tell you to do. Right? Well, God is saying the same thing. He says, I want you to remember where I brought you from so you can be obedient to me because I'm asking you to be obedient because I want to show my love so much more. Yes, I loved you so much that I gave my only begotten son to you, but I got more for you. I didn't save you just to leave you there. He didn't. He saved us so he can 
show his riches of his grace upon us and just bless us. Don't you know God has more for us than what we, what we see? But we have to obey. And the only way you're going to obey is to remember. Remember where he's brought you from. Okay? Remember. So I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And uh, we're going to close the service. And Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.